we're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. this week's episode of the face off with Fleming and Fowler my name is Alyssa Fowler I'm Monica Fleming welcome back and y'all listening to the face off to another back. week how was your week this past week uh, yeah yeah it's weeks weeks or weeks or weeks or weeks you know what I mean yeah definitely I'm manifesting better times for myself me too me too. I've been writing more in my journal. Like, have you really? Yeah, because I'm. I, you know, I'm a writer, and I, I love to write, and I love journals and stuff like that. I have so many journals; it's ridiculous. But um, somebody could probably make a movie out of my life. Honestly, of all the journals that I have, uh, they're locked away. Anyway, but um, <laughs> lock and key. Yeah, definitely. I started writing when I was in eighth grade, and I've just always stuck with it. But then, kind of recently, I've gotten a little bit lazier. Where I and that's even even one of the reasons why I even started this podcast, uh, or even had the idea to start a podcast because I started audio recording myself, and huh. instead of just doing, am I boring you? No, I'm saying, ah, oh, but I was also yawning. God, just the disrespect. You'll see her yawning on the video. Jesus. Um, stop lifting up your shirt. God damn it. My eyes water. Profusely. Ma'am, I have paper towels and napkins and whatnot in the bathroom. Sorry. Every time she does this, then I have to edit it and then put it onto me to block out her boobs. Jeez, I'm just going to let it play on YouTube. I'm just going to let it play. Put Maybe on we'll my get, only fans. We'll get put more on my highlight reel. Very true. No, not with these boobs. Um, what was I saying? What were I talking about? What was you I talking? write in your sad journals. Oh, yes. No, they're not sad journals. They're really great journals. You know what Dear I started doing? Diary. Too? You know what I did the other day that was very therapeutic, very cathartic? I like um, spoke out a letter to my younger self. Like, you ever seen that trend on oh, TikTok yeah. where people are talking to their uh-huh. younger selves? Like, you know who used to do graduate? that all the time? Did we, who? Did you ever read um, Seventeen Magazine? Oh, yes. I thought you were okay. talking about a book. No. No. <laughs> No, Seventeen Magazine used to always interview celebrities and they'd be like, uh, write a letter to your 17-year-old yeah. self. I loved reading that. It was very therapeutic. Like, I... It would, I don't know. I like... When you see those little clips on, on TikTok and on social media where people are talking to themselves and it was just... When I did it, I was like, damn, girl, you've been through a lot of shit. Like, fucking hell. You've been through a lot of shit. And shit fucking works out. You forget. <clears throat> it does. You forget Ooh. how... Ner- <clears throat> I promise I'm not choking up. I mean, I'm not getting choked up. I'm fine. I just almost aspirated. I'm not crying. I did do that on my video crying. though. Yeah. Dude, when I was in Chicago, I didn't tell you, but there were, we went to the beach. It's called the beach. It's really a lake with sand, but whatever. Anyway, we <laughs> went there <laughs> and there was a F ton of people yeah. trying not to cuss. Why? I don't know. Um, and I was like, what are all these people doing? It was a fucking triathlon. Try oh God. Th- top, triathlon. Top seven things I'll never do. 
top of the list triathlon like those are the people that are training for the hunger games not only do i have to run a marathon That's i have to stupid. swim a swimming marathon and bike a bikey marathon i'm not doing it yeah, but anyway bike a, ba- a bikey marathon a bike okay cameron computer speaking <laughs> okay <laughs> hey ma what's up this lot all right anyway so these girls so you run whatever you have to swim for for fucking ever so anyway and we will get back to your story. This is all I want to say. <laughs> this girl jumps out of the... It's a it's Lake Michigan. I don't know if it's Lake Michigan. Whatever the fuck lake is in Chicago. Lake Chicago. Sh- lake Chicago. It's probably Lake Michigan. It has to be, right? Yeah, I think anyway, so. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're swimming. Whatever. She jumps out. And you, you have to run to do your next event. Mm-hmm. And her fucking friends are run. Mind you, this is early in the morning. I might have been hungover. My coffee hadn't kicked. Were in. you in the water? Because your no. your story made it seem like you were in the no, water, I like wasn't. on a boat. Or it's some literally shit. like right up next to. It's like a concrete beach. So oh, like you're okay, walking okay. and doing all this stuff, and then it's just yeah. the lake. Oh. And so she hops out of the water. She's running, and her friends are literally running next to her, and they're like, "We're so proud of you. You're doing so awesome. You can keep it up. You're doing great. We can't believe you're doing this. You're me." And I'm literally sitting there with my friends, and I'm like, "Oh my god, fuck no, nah, bitch. Oh god, like this is so Like this is such a hard." thing to do and some people are so supportive and i can't believe she's doing this on anyway so yeah it is nice to fucking feel good for yourself about your accomplishments and for other people to do it too yes i mean it like even too i was um my best friend and i we were my best friend and they're real bad bitch um so we she texted me these old pictures right (laughs) oh my god i was so oh lord so she was she was sending me these pictures from like college like undergrad right in high school and i'm just like when the fuck were we taking all these pictures like this is before social media was even out facebook wasn't even a thing Whoa. and when i was going through these pictures and i started seeing pictures of myself and i'm just like 21 22 years old and i'm just yeah. like girl you were a you were a motherfucking strong ass bitch. You hear me? God damn it. You hear me? Hey girl. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. The stuff that I endure. I mean, I ain't been through no crazy stuff in life. Cause you know, I beat your ass, but at the same time <laughs> I've been through some stuff and it was just so, like I said, it was so cathartic. It was so therapeutic to just be able to like, t- like look at those pictures and have those pictures and actually talk to myself through those pictures and like, you will make it out of PT school. You will do yeah. this. You will grow Dude, to accomplish all these things. Grad school is a deep, dark hole. And I did I that was, shit twice. <laughs> like a fucking dummy. Yeah, I don't hate it. I was talking to my cousin the other day because he is in grad school. And mm-hmm. before he went, I was like, listen. What is he in grad school for? He, so he was a petroleum engineer major. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he's a smart one. Well, my, all my cousins are smart. And I fucked up. I don't know what I did. Well, in the apocalypse, we come to his house. That's true. So Jeez. he was petroleum engineering, but he went to grad. He's going to grad school for business. Mm, yeah. Um, and so you know, because fucking numbers, science, whatever. Yeah, true. And uh, before he went, I was like, "Hey, I want you to know that grad school is a deep dark hole. Mm-hmm. And like, it if is. you don't want to do it, if you're not in it, don't fucking do it because it's really rough. Right. But then the other day we. I was talking to a, or I was unpacking at my house and I have all these books mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about how many books I read in grad school Yeah, because I was so depressed that I was really? like, I just need to escape and I would escape. I would just read fucking crazy, like fantasy books yeah. or like romance books and shit. 
That's you. That's my brother. He's obsessed with me. Um, <laughs> he loves you. But I was thinking about that. And I was like, I was, I would not leave my, I would, I, you're just stuck yeah. in grad school mode. Yeah, you and are. it's just a fucking dark place. You're consuming so much information. You're so stressed all the time. Mm-hmm. You're exhausted. You're spending so much money. Everyone you're around is either fucking stuck up their own ass yeah. or just like not even, you know what I mean? It's a hard fucking time. Yeah, it is. And even too, so like, if I could do that twice, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I did it. Honestly, but like, here's the thing. PT school was not difficult, but I'm sorry. It wasn't impossible, but it was hard. It was definitely very hard. And I think it was even harder going to a black school. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just saying it. Honestly, oh, yeah, I, I, I was having this conversation with one of, um, one of my sister's friend's cousins. He, I know, <laughs> mama, dad, this is the brother cousin. Anyway, we were, he and I were talking and he was talking about how he's in this particular fellowship program for like leadership and to be a CEO and all that good kind of stuff right and so we him and I were dialoguing and I was and he graduated from FAMU as well and I was just telling him that you know I feel like people who go to PWIs versus people who go to HBCUs are very different our brains work very different like at a PWI they get on the first day of, of freshman orientation they give you this packet that says hey you have to build a house in four years here's your hammer your screws all that kind of stuff this is all the wood you're going to need to get through your four years and you're like yes i have a picture i have a whole roadmap mm-hmm. hbcu <laughs> these motherfuckers be like good morning you got however many years to get the fuck up out of here and build this house all you got is a screwdriver and a hammer figure that shit out what that's literally how it and you have to navigate through through your life as an hbcu you know student networking learning how to talk to people nothing is handed to you you have to work your ass off for everything and i don't think hbcus designed it that way on purpose but you know it's the black experience it's just the black experience but you love it and you're more grateful because when you walk into any corporate america office you have you you have work ethic because you didn't have a roadmap mm-hmm. all you had was a hammer a couple pieces of wood and you had to figure that shit out yeah i did not have that i had everything you had exactly and that's why people even when people say like oh when you go to hbcu like your gpa is so different and you don't get the same level of knowledge bitch we get more knowledge than y'all motherfuckers we getting real life shit and academia at the same time versus you know our other counterparts across you the think that tracks. comes from being established by a fucking oppressed group of people who are like we're not going to worry about the little shit because they can figure that out we'll just worry about the big shit very true yes. it has to be yeah because my school was like here is this exact printout of exactly how you should take mm-hmm. your classes and you'll be out in four years if you do this exact thing and yeah. if not there's this this and that and there's resources for this this and mm-hmm. that and here's this, I had a FIG, a uh, freshman interest group. And these are your group of 10 people. And you're going to move what? through college with these 10 people. No. Yeah. Well, maybe not move through college, but it was like your freshman year. And I was in natural sciences, but I think almost every college, you had a FIG. Mm-hmm. Your freshman interest group, it was assigned to you. Yeah. You met once a week and it was like 10 people that was like, hey, mm-hmm. you're in all of these classes together. Even though you might not sit with each other, this is yeah. an hour carved aside that you all have together where mm-hmm. you can go on a tr- like go on and do an activity talk about a class talk mm-hmm. about this this, and this so we all knew someone in a class going through the same shit you could reach out to you for had notes. you had s- at least a group of people built in if you weren't going to make friends if you weren't going to do anything else yeah. you had an assigned time with these 10 other people they had to be there and you knew someone no yeah that was when i went out to college my luckily for me i think i had it a little bit easier than other people just a tad bit so my sister went to the same. She she graduated from FAMU as well. How much older is she than you? She's three years. So she went in in '99, and then I went into FAMU at uh, 2002. And so 
when she was there like my sisters and i because we're so close in age even in school we would walk right past each other and act like we didn't know each other because we hated to be associated with uh, each other and it was always like oh you're one of the Fleming girls you're one of the Fl-. and it was just like fuck off god damn it and i was the most rowdy I one am too the Fleming girl like i was the rebel the cusser i cuss you out i fight all that kind of stuff and so um when when i went out to college my sister was what a junior or a senior at the time maybe she was a junior or senior anyway and she was not living on campus so i was like okay well how do i where is this office where she was like uh-uh bitch you gonna have to figure that shit out yourself and oh, i was like no way god damn she was like it's down there figure it out and i was she's like i ain't had nobody to hold my hand you're gonna have to learn that shit the hard way and i'm just That's like so funny so what just because nobody had held your hand like <laughs> you had, mine. thank you like what the <laughs> fuck and then two she didn't go, go up there with any friends that she well i think it was only her best friend but then she ended up going to the military <laughs> so she was pretty much i mean she made friends and stuff like that but i think even for me like i still had friends from high school that we all went through the mm-hmm. journey together to a degree but we were not assigned no tipsy topsy guy through college hell no you had yeah. to figure that shit out Dude, on your own we had so you have your freshman interest group but each group has a mentor like an older no. student who's like in charge of that group and we would plan trips to like haunted houses and things like that i think no I guess UT at the time was getting a lot of feedback that was like, hey, I'm just getting fucking lost in this big ass school yeah. and I don't like it. That's and a huge school too. It's a huge school yeah. and people were just like, I'm getting lost. I'm transferring out. I'm not doing all this shit. So they're like, what can we do to mitigate that? Mm-hmm. And it really, I still talk to people, like I still have friends on Instagram from that fig. It was very helpful. Oh, that's cool. But I think now, like, I don't know how the fuck I did college or like how people would do college. Like, how do you just go and meet people? Like to think I that know. I would, like people that <laughs> are like, I'm just going to go to the West Coast. I'm just going to yeah. go to the East Coast for college. How the fuck do you do that? I wouldn't do yeah, it now, but I'm no. also jaded and stuck in my ways and Definitely old. Not. Maybe when you're young, you're like, because you, you, you know. you're you're looking for the next experience. Like, you yeah. just want something new. Because I remember even when I went off to college, like, before I even went off, I wanted to go to Howard University. Because to me, in my because brain, of the because, of the, because of the different world. And, different and world. Hillman, to me, was like, oh, okay, well, Howard must be identical to Hillman. This is must who they, you know, pattern this mm-hmm. show after. And so I always wanted to go to Howard University. And my parents were like, uh, bitch, you better look at all these catalogs in the state of Florida because we're not paying Howard State. <laughs> exactly you got mcdonald's money and i was like no i ain't got no scholarships no <laughs> nothing and they were like well i guess your ass is staying in florida and i wanted to go to university of florida and my my other cousin went there and i was like fuck i don't want to go anywhere where my sisters are or like my cousin like i don't i don't oh, really? want to go anywhere where none of these motherfuckers are i want to be able to have my own identity aside from them That's and nice. Then unfortunately, I still ended up at FAMU. I mean, but it was the greatest decision I have ever made. Was to fortunately, go to FAMU. unfortunately, yes. And and me even going to grad school, like PT school was man. <laughs> First of all, our director, shouts out to him. He is not a physical therapist. Exactly, he's a neuroanatomist. <laughs> that already, uh... I'm telling you. Fam, you tells you, bitch, you got a couple pieces of plywood. Make that shit work. But he was the co-director with one of the other uh, one of the other guys who he still ain't called all the shots. So I was like, uh, bitch, we got a neuroanatomist for our fucking director. But anyway, it worked out. And um, that's probably one of the reasons why I know anatomy so well because I fucking took it's this class twice. But, um, but yeah, I mean, going through that time, it was just weird. Like, the first semester was a blur. You, you're you in all these classes with all these new people and you have no clue who the fuck these people are. And you're just like, you came from what school? What are you? And, what, uh, and Dude, we're just trying to get out. And grad school for me, which I'm assuming it was for you too, like, when, so in high school, I never studied. I just got no. that shit super fucking easy. In college, I finally got on fucking Vyvanse and realized that like I had to actually never work studied. hard and read a book. I never studied in undergrad. UT is one of the top fucking universities in the country and they kicked my ass. I graduated with a 2-4. 
I graduated with two six. And that's I what I'm saying. That I, shit was fucking hard. Like, it and was, I deserved it because I didn't do shit. I literally same. didn't study. College was the first time that I was like, oh, bitch, I have to read the yeah. book, like for real. And I have to take notes. So it was yeah. hard. And then my ass decided to go to grad school. I don't know what the fuck because I Girl. like school. I just don't like to fucking sit down and do what I'm told. No. But in undergrad, they were like, hey, memorize the shit figure out how it works mm-hmm. you're gonna have a test on it yeah in grad school they were like you're gonna read a and b we might talk about d and e and you're gonna be tested on f yeah and i was like oh fuck no how does this even work i was like they didn't talk about this i didn't read this as intent but you have to put all this shit together it was so hard to switch my brain from mm-hmm. regurgitating information to connecting dots three dots away from yeah. what the fuck and I building was a foundation and yeah, yeah that was really hard they don't teach you how to do that no because even like and I'm, I'm gonna call his name dr eric j turin yes i did put your whole <laughs> middle name in there let me tell you what this man did gross and that this man is a neuroanatomist that's literally what he does he knows about everything in the fucking body he was our gross Isn't anatomy that teacher to you that when you learn about your brain it's your brain learning about your brain exactly. that's what always tripped me out exactly in and neuroanatomy. so we were in we were in class and he was like all right y'all y'all got a test on friday and we we're like okay we've been studying for this test bitch thursday this motherfucker comes and gives us a 20 page packet just over the goddamn tmj and we like i just put that thing right in my notebook i was like nah bitch no i'm coming to hear christmas tree in it anyway i'm not gonna do it no like you you literally want you gave us a 20 sir you have already pre-made these tests you've had them for years okay you already knew we were gonna go over this so why didn't you just give us the packet in the very beginning and he was like oh it'd be a couple questions on here no, it won't be, because I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> and thank God my board exam didn't ask me anything about TMJ. That's why anytime anybody asks me about TMJ, don't ask me that. Mm-mm. I mean, I know it a little bit more now, but I, time, I don't know no. how your grad school was, because it was black. Mine was white, so <laughs> right. it was annoying as shit. But it was these was fucking too- <laughs> type A anal-ass people. Oh, no, we didn't have that. Okay, so it would be like the people who you'd bring up something, and they're like, oh, you haven't done that assignment yet? I hate people like that. Oh, you haven't worked on that? I hate people like that. And my anxiety was through the roof because I was already like, I'm already struggling. I'm already not doing well. Like, I don't need that energy. Right. And there's so many fucking people like that in grad school who are just like over the top, have to prove that they're more intelligent by doing more and being more prepared. And And fucking up the curve. And we got the same degree. Exactly. And we're making the same amount of money now that we're done. So you did all that bullshit for fucking nothing. And those are the people who are the overachievers at work. And you're just like, Mm. Mm. I'm getting paid the same. We're cashing the same checks, ma'am. We Mm -hmm. really are. Like, I don't care what your GPA was. It was only to get more financial aid. Who the fuck cares? All that to say, if you want to go to grad school, more power to But you said more people are applying to HBCUs. Yes, they are. Actually, the, the... the enrollment for HBCUs has gone up by 15%. That is crazy. And actually the enrollment for PWIs has gone down by 8%. Do you think it's because a more people know about HBCUs now? They're more popular? No, I feel like everybody, I, I guess because I'm black. <laughs> you are black. But like, black. I remember when I was in college, I was like, I might want to go to one of those HBCUs, but I had no like information or yeah. context or anyone who had gone there yeah so and my mom was like get real you're gonna go to black school and i'll let you right i really wouldn't cut it's that 58 percent coming out she knew before i no, fucking you knew you would have blended in but no i think it's i think hbcus were already known i think parents started to appreciate their own now that everything has happened especially with a lot of these different cases that keep coming out trayvon martin george floyd yeah. uh, mike brown i think when ta- you know tamir rice i think when a lot of these different cases keep coming out um and a lot of these things that keep happening where they're killing you know black men and women at, at alarming rates i think we start to kind of go into ourselves and are just like well what's really the difference between an hbcu versus a pwi and like i even heard people on social media these stupid white kids talking about 
Well, well, that's just reverse racism. What if we had just a white university? You do. Bitch, you did. And that's why <laughs> that's we had to create HBCUs, motherfuckers, because y'all wouldn't let us in, you dumbasses. I think they have more notoriety now, too. Like, I feel like there was a stigma that, like, if you go to an HBCU, it's le- not, I guess, yeah, lesser, or you don't have the alumni ties outside of that community that you would somewhere else. See, it was the opposite for me growing up because my aunt graduated from Bethune-Cookman University. Ugh whatever we hate them because they're like our arch rivals but i still love bethune no no pwi here could talk about bethune you can't talk about any hbcu to me but because my aunt went to bethune cookman university my uncle graduated from fort valley state university and i had other people in my family that went to cousins that went to famu um or other cousins that went to bethune florida memorial you know so i it was such a pride thing i Mm -hmm. think and in my black family and other people's, you know, black families as well, too, because your, their parents were either Greek or they were in the band or they did all these wonderful things. And you have all these different connections associated with going to HBCU. So I think from like a Caucasian standpoint, you kind they kind of look at it like that. But then in the black households, you like, hell no, my child going to HBCU. Like right. I, I would want my child now to go to an HBCU. Right. Except for the financial. Listen, oh, after God. Beyonce did fucking Coachella, yes, and rocked at the. I was like, I need to go back to college. Yes. And, I need to go to HBCU. And that's what I was gonna say too. I think HBCUs are a little bit more main, a lot more mainstream, mainstream now. now. Chadwick yeah. Boseman, yes, Denzel he went to paid Howard. for his shit. Mm-hmm. Beyonce did her shit. Yeah. I think they're more. Not that they were never not in pop culture, yeah. but they were very specific to a quintessential black experience. Absolutely. And now white people are like, well, what is that? Yeah. Well, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they have something that we don't and where they, they're talking about this and we don't yeah. know what the fuck it like. Pe- just more people know. Yeah. Because I think even too, like with Drumline being put on the big screen and for people being Fuck able to have it. a <laughs> dude when they play that fucking song in drumline at the beginning but the thing is it's like when lit. you've been in the band for so long and then too i went out for fam i'm, I'm gonna just tell the story so i went out for family's band right the march of 100 the greatest band in the land nobody else can do anything better here's the thing i you know clarinet player and i have always dreamed <laughs> how could i forget how can i fucking forget i've always dreamed of being in this band right here was the problem all my friends that came to fam were like, fuck sports, fuck, fuck every extracurricular activity that we've done. We want to live the full college experience. And I was like, well, I told my band director I was going to be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went through a uh, pre-drill, I think it was. Yeah, or, yeah, pre-drill, which is the week before all the upperclassmen come back. That week was hell. I had Dude. never worked out like that in my I'm life. Sure. And it was nothing like drumline. It was worse. <laughs> it was fucking worse. <laughs> and that was before all the family days When they're all throwing up outside. Oh my God. I almost passed out one day. <laughs> all I remember is my eyes were closed and I just started swearing. The girl was, somebody just grabbed me and was like, bitch, open your eyes. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn. She was like, come over here and get some water before you pass out. Well, bitch, y'all shouldn't have us in the sun for fucking 12 hours a day. It was crazy because from the sun up to sundown, we were like either on the field or you were in the band room practicing but you were not in your dorm room it was crazy but it was it was so much fun and i still have friends from that experience but like i only lasted a week not because i couldn't do it but because that weekend was freshman weekend at the moon and mm-hmm. my friends were like, we going to the club. And I was like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming along. And I never looked back. And they were like, Monica, you ain't coming back? Nah, fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm done. I want to have the my full freshman experience. And I, I don't regret it. I, that, that was probably the best decision, decision I could have ever made. I had so much fun my freshman year. I think it's also way cooler now to be black. Like, people are finally ready 
to be like, fuck you, mm-hmm. I'm black, this is what the fuck we're doing, you're gonna copy it anyway. Yeah. We're setting the stride. I don't need to go to your white school to fit in. I don't need yeah. to go to your white school to get a job or do any of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's still on the same page. Yeah. Why it is not right. Well, even to a lot of the athletes too, a lot of these like um I athletes, even think about sports. Athletes, they yeah. probably were all going to PWIs. They were because because honestly, PWIs were the ones that were offering these amazing scholarships. Well, yeah, you gotta go follow and the money. You you really do. The best opportunity well, to and get also seen. if you're gonna get drafted, it's probably from PWI. Well, yeah, but then the the thing is you can go to these HBCUs and you can be more um notarized because you're on an uh, on an HBCU mm-hmm. team and you're really rocking it out. Cause even like um Deion Sanders, I think he is now the coach at Jackson State University, which is ah, uh, a HBCU. And then also, I think, um, what's his name? Is it Terrell Owens or is it Chad Ochocinco? Chad Ochocinco, he wanted same, to coach at oh, they're FAMU. Different people. Are they not the same? No, no they're different people. <laughs> they're just two tall, skinny black men. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. They're both wide receivers, though. Or See, that's what it, it was that for me. Yeah. It was the wide receiver part. That's yeah, what I But I, I definitely think that people are embracing themselves a lot more. Yeah. But you know, and I think it has a lot to do with too, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's not a bad thing. Um, even Gen Z, like even in the news recently, this one um teacher, this high school teacher, um, he basically went on this rant. He claimed that Gen Z, Gen Z specifically, people who are born after 1992. Which I was born in 94, so I will not. No, not that. 92, 94. No, 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 95, 95. 95. G- I'm, like the, I'm like 95. one of the last years. Yeah, you're on the cusp, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna still just stick you in that little mode there. I'm so a yeah, millennial. High school, <laughs> a high school teacher claimed that Gen Z um, is less educated, more depressed, and without values compared to other generations. Do you yes. think that's true? What are your thoughts? 100%. Why? Sorry. There's you said more depressed mm-hmm. without value. Okay, here's the thing I will say less about less educated, more depressed, and without um the same values compared to without values compared to other um i will say less educated because i think there was a huge push from even my time on for standardized testing Mm -hmm. and teaching to the test yeah especially because my mom was in education so i have heard all about it and Mm -hmm. my friends are in education but it's teaching to the test we have to pass the test teaching to the test we have to pass the test if you don't understand the test, if you're not doing well on the specific test, mm-hmm. that's okay. We'll get you accommodations. You're now yeah. in special ed and you're going to be able to pass this test. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. Also, teachers are underpaid, super stressed, and don't give a fuck about these true. dumbass kids who know that they can just be Instagram or YouTube famous and that's all they're going to fucking do. That's very true. Like, yeah. if you told me that I would either have to go through four years of college to get a job or I could do some stupid ass shit on YouTube and make way more money than I'd ever make from mm-hmm. that job, I would be busting my ass to do some YouTube shit. Yeah. And they've seen it happen. You see it anywhere. It's fucking, you know. Yeah. I think that I think they're more depressed because they can realize the symptoms of depression, A, and mm-hmm. it has a name and a diagnosis, but social media is fucking people's minds. It it really is. And you know, I, I do agree with part of this. Um, first of all, I, I'm a strong believer that this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion. Baby boomers have ruined everything. Where did this ethic or this like mentality that like it is what it is and it is how it is Baby and that's boomers. how it's going to be? Baby boomers. Not because no. they were right after, oh shit, they were right after the Great Depression. That's true. And so they were just, you you literally, if they were born in a state of survival. That's true. And so I think, be, and, I, and I, I don't hate baby boomers. My mom is a baby boomer. My dad was from the silent generation, but you may as well call him a boomer. He was on the cusp. But anyway, um, I think because they are literally the surviving generation of like the one of the biggest traumas you, you could ever go to go through as a country. And their life was just like, 
you think you got it bad bitch we had to eat beans for two years you know and you're just like okay i get it just but because your down. life isn't or my life isn't as bad as yours exactly doesn't mean my life you couldn't that. show emotion like baby wombs they don't show emotion they don't show they're affection some of them they're very people yet work ethic stay on this job for 30 years and then you retire you don't worry about no damn pto you don't take a sick day oh, and gen z is me. just like fuck your sick days fuck your pto i'm out of this bitch oh right? i think gen z is our first generation that's truly born bred internet like i remember so i still had dial up internet internet where like nothing was fun on the internet really yeah. i didn't know how to surf there wasn't youtube i had like computer like cd-rom games growing up mm -hmm. that was my internet that was cool this is this generation like heavy gen z is like you've always had youtube you've always yeah. had netflix you've always, you've always had convenience you've always had convenience yes. you've always had social media you mm -hmm. can see what's going on on any side of the world you've always Very known true. that you can just search something and it's there twitter's always been popping off everyone's opinions are always thrown at you information is thrown at you you know what people think of you the moment you say or speak something yeah that's very true it is insane so on one hand you are shown that there's multiple ways to mm -hmm. live and to act and to do something and to think about something yeah. right which we would think is good mm -hmm. it's like um there was this whole article i read about um basically like having too many choices in terms of social uh, media and dating yeah, yeah like uh most people baby boomers right mm -hmm. you marry you date who you were around because that's all you fucking had so you meet right. someone next door you meet someone at your work and you that's all you know and you don't see anybody else's mm -hmm. shit and so you're gonna you're, that's your man and you will stick beside him yeah now <laughs> we're fucking bombarded with people i can get on that's my phone true. and meet 65 people i can go to a chat room i can do this, this and that i can meet up anywhere and so we're all we have all these choices mm -hmm. and everyone's thinking like well there could be something better out there yeah definitely. because you see all these things and everything's curated online which is also why i think this generation is has no morals because everything's performative i'm woke but it's performative yeah. i care about this but it's performative i know that i should be knowledgeable about these things mm -hmm. and care about these people and that all these people have been oppressed so i have to care for this certain group but i don't really give a fuck but if i don't yeah people will judge me exactly and i think i think you you know you hit the nail right on the head with regard to this generation being very performative and it's like you know every little but they not only performative but sensitive at mm -hmm. the same time and i think because we as millennials understood and gen x and millennials i just you know put us all together we had a lot more grit or we have a lot more grit and i think we still were calling out certain things that the boomers did before like why can't you just hug me why can't you just say i love you why can't mm -hmm. why can't i just take a sick day if i'm sick like why what can't the fuck? people be gay exactly why right. can't people choose their own religion or you know not choose you know choose spirituality like over traditional basic religion things you but you would think it's basic but remember they're still on survivor mode yeah, that's so true. it's just like, like i have oxygen and that's good for me right so we i think millennials and gen x asked all of these questions gen z is just like well we're gonna pave our own way we don't really care why y'all did what y'all did we're just we gonna just react think, to it exactly and 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 react in a very performative way because we don't really care about it we just want to stir the pot but we don't have any real strategy to fix but anything. gen z is also the first generation that has this amount of power just via True. numbers on social media yes. anything i anything you say i can react negatively to there are a hundred other people who may feel the same way we've yeah. now got a group and we can cancel you yeah and that's power yeah that's like um all right, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. 
CBD is one of many restorative compounds found in the cannabis plant. Its benefits include decreased pain, improved mood, decreased anxiety, and much more. Some of y'all know that I have crazy ADHD, so I'm heavily medicated at all times, and I've been taking CBD oil at night to kind of calm me down, get me ready for bed. 1010 would recommend. Worried about regulations? The passing of the 2018 Farm Bill made hemp-derived CBD legal to sell and consume. So yes, CBD is 100% legal and perfect for every person of legal age. My Apothecary's featured line, Broad Bloom, offers broad-spectrum CBD oil drops, sports cream, and soft gels. These products have no THC, so you can stay fly without the high or zen without the spin. Shop now at www.myapothecary.com and sign up for their newsletter to get exclusive offers, product releases, and CBD news. Remember to always check with your healthcare provider before consuming any supplement. You must be 21 to purchase and consume, and shipping is only available in the U.S. of A. Don't forget to shop at www.myapothecary.com. You remember like cyberbullying and shit? Not that it doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore, but when it yeah. was hot, you would be like, fuck, dude, like these 30 people that kind of know me are bullying me or th- th- that's all it fucking is. You, There's power behind numbers mm-hmm. and these people with so much of your life being lived online, I think mm-hmm. people search for community, yeah. whether it be negative or positive. And now you have these older people saying things that they think are not problematic at all and they may not be problematic their time. But to yeah. this specific group of people right. in this time it is problematic and that's why i think the millennials and gen x are very much so caught in the middle because we're on the one hand we're very old school we're with the baby boomers and we understand exactly where they come from mm-hmm. but like i said we still have questions about certain things but we're not sensitive we want to ask questions to find out well why did we do it like that like even like this one story that's always told about the lady who um made the meatloaf and she would put the meatloaf in the pan, but she would cut off the end of the meatloaf and she never really understood why she did that. And then her daughter asked and was like, well, grandma, why do y'all always cut the meatloaf? And she's like, bitch, because the pan was too small. That's Gen Z. <laughs> so the boomer is the one that's cutting it off. The millennial keeps carrying it on. And then Gen Z asks, why, why? Are, we doing that? why are we doing that? Let's just change it. And so it's, it's like, you know, the millennial or the Gen Z ask and then post it online and then looks at everybody's fucking comment about it exactly. and then it starts to fucking. But I do feel more. like Gen Z is very like extremely sensitive, like and and maybe the they sensitivity are, everyone's is not given a voice. right exactly and everybody feels entitled that their voice matters and I'm not saying that your voice doesn't matter but in certain like for example different terms that we use um, for like a uh, mental delay versus the R word right mm-hmm. um, I think we can all agree right we're done saying the R word well but the thing is a lot of people are not and the thing and i think too you have to even look at it a from lot a racial of older standpoint. people are not yes a lot of older. boomers because that's what the term was it yeah. was you know r-e-t-a-r it would be blah, like blah, blah. if in 10 years fuck boy meant something crazy yeah and i'd be like yeah fuck boy and yeah. i'd be like i'm not gonna stop saying that just because y'all decided right. it means something different even just like something as simple as siamese twins versus conjoined twins yeah like I, I still sometimes say, oh, you mean Siamese twin? Yeah, I'm a medical professional, but it's Which is ingrained. so weird because like when I hear oriental in terms of a person, yes. I immediately like, mm, not appropriate. See, I didn't find that offensive, but I'm not Asian either. It's true. So immediately in my ears, I'm like, ah, we're not doing that. But like, when did that become not okay? Not yeah. saying that it was ever, you know what I mean? Because if you, if yeah. you start doing that, you're like, well, what was ever You're going to okay? overanalyze was, everything. Was the hard R ever okay? Exactly. But people were saying it. Or exactly. was this, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no right answer for anything, but we are high, we're fucking oversensitized I just, right I, now. And I do think because you're because Gen Z is oversensitized, I think 
this is why Gen Z is so freaking depressed because they don't have a filter. They don't have a buffer. Whereas when I grew up, we didn't, I didn't have the internet. You were outside with the commute with the, with your, your kids on the block or whatever. And one parent was out there. I mean, there was, they, they were old kids, you know, you grew up with your neighbors yeah. and people used to keep their house. I mean, we didn't do this in Fort Lauderdale because, you know, you get robbed, but you know, people in the country <laughs> used to keep their doors unlocked and stuff. And so I think because we grew up like that and we, we grew up with a sense of community, everything is so isolated now, even, even though you're bombarded with all this information on social media, you're still operating in a silo Yeah. and it's like, nobody's communicating, but people are communicating too much, if that makes sense. And it's like, the more you keep feeling all this stuff and seeing all this stuff, and it's just like you're comparing yourself to other people and body image and all this stuff and oh you should be further on in your life and then Gen Z is just like you know what fuck, fuck everything it. I'm gonna pierce I don't my want nose kids. this is why the white community is going down because these damn Gen Z <laughs> ain't having no kids they're just like you tried to do everything perfectly in your life and you're miserable as shit yes so you know what I'm gonna do everything the fuck I want yeah and we're gonna see how that turns out yeah but they it's, don't have no work ethic though they Gen don't. Z we just don't, don't have y'all when I tell ethic. you every day I think about how much PTO I have and what days I can take off Yo, I remember a day where, like, my first, first of all, I've been working since I was 19 years old. Wow. Because I'm a daddy's, not daddy's girl, but my dad had a bunch of daughters. So we didn't have to work as much. Anyway, so when I first got my job in 19, I was like, oh, okay, this is awesome. This is amazing, right? And because I saw my mom never take a day off, like, when she retired, she had a shit ton of PTO that she was like, well, I guess I can take a month off, even though I ain't gonna retire for another two months or whatever. But she had so much time that she never even took off. My dad, too, he never took off work. They went to work sick all the time. So I'm like, I see them doing that. I'm gonna do the same thing. My very first time ever taking, like, multiple weeks off, like, two weeks off, a two-week vacation for real, was in 2019 when we took my mom to Paris. And only because I was flying so much, that's the only reason why I took off so much time. And I had a bunch of BTO, but I was like, what What are they going to think? I took off. Like, what the fuck? And now I'm just like, fuck that job. Do you know that I had like my first maybe like six months of working? I was like, I'll never take time. I'm not going to take yeah. it. Bitch, after that, I was like, when I have, I, as soon as I have get, I request it? <laughs> as soon as I get eight hours of PTO, I have spent eight hours of PTO. Girl, I, I'm always As in a soon deficit. as it hits the bank, it's fucking gone yep. because I've, it's people your age and things mm -hmm. I've seen on the internet. They're like, honey, take the PTO. Take it. Take it. This company owes you nothing. And that's why I say the boomers messed us up because they made us feel like if we took a day off, we were going to miss out on something. Oh, the boss man going to make you feel like, you know, he's going to think you ain't going to dedicate to the job. Coming by a job and a good job in that time was very hard. So yeah. it's like, do what you can to keep it. Mm -hmm. At this point in my life where I am, I'm like, jobs can come and go. It's very true. Things, and especially now people okay. are, where Gen Z is just like, we're not taking this shit. And I'm like, and worse comes to worse, I'm going to hop on the internet, do some crazy shit, and I'll make some money that way. Could be. I'll hop in an Uber, make some money that way. Yeah, exactly. There's so many ways to make money that aren't a typical nine to five. Yeah. That it's being funneled to me, which is also detrimental because I'm like, why do I have to work hard at anything? There's because no I can structure. Just, I can just stop as soon as I want and make yeah. money however I want. Gen Z has no, no structure. structure. There's it's nothing. It's like a kid no filter, that's been no told forever they can do what they want and they're mm -hmm. so special and the world is their fucking oyster. Yep. And then they go out to do something and everyone's like, we have this very corporate structure and mm -hmm. you need to fit into it. And they're like, no, I can do what I want. Yeah. We're like like millennials, Gen, Gen X. We're like the, you know, the older, the older sibling. We're just like this wild ass motherfucker. You know what? touch the goddamn stove you're gonna realize it's hot we ain't gonna tell you <laughs> and shit. that's why i feel stuck in the middle a lot of times because i'm like am i gen z fuck no i don't think that you're i fit into there but i'm not millennial at all so you're not you're definitely gen z i like just I accept know. it it's okay you were you were i'm born not gen year. z all the way like i don't fuck with i do fuck with billy eilish but not as much as i would if i was truly gen z the only reason why i know billy eilish is because she was on what's the thing called 
Ellen the DeGeneres show. That's it. Oh, that's I, I, I couldn't tell you a single song. Really? Couldn't tell you She's a single got song. Some good ones. I don't know. I just feel like nah. I'm stuck. I'm fucking stuck in the middle. You definitely are. You. I think because your mom is. A, what is your mom? Is she Gen Z? I mean Gen X. She's good. She was born in '73. She's a Gen X then. Gen X. Yeah, yeah. So she. I think because you because again you got your mom in the middle where yeah. she's. They're a softer generation too. Yes, they were definitely. like our parents fucked us up and we realized that we're fine. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're fine over here, but we realize you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and, and then that Gen Z is, is like. Need therapy now, <laughs> and the millennials are just like, stop your fucking whining, well, bitch. Do you remember? Oh, what there was some song that came out. It was like um a little Zan or an XXX whatever rapper. Fucking someone sings about <laughs> being depressed all the time and all the shit. And I was like, this is what kids are listening to now. That's why they're songs so about depressed. being depressed. Like finally, it's crazy. In mainstream media, people are like, we're fucking depressed. We're fucking anxious, and we're all on medicine for it. And they're like, maybe I'm depressed and anxious. Like, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, what is it called? Oh God, words fucking hurt my head suggest whatever when someone's like oh i'm itchy and you're like oh maybe i'm itchy too or when oh like a hypochondriac yeah or like or the power of suggestion oh okay okay thank you it's hot out here are you hot have you been hot oh my god are you guys hot i I am kind of hot like i'm depressed i'm anxious you guys depressed and anxious i'm always depressed and anxious that kind of fucking shit and now that everyone there's a power in names and everyone has and like listen if you're depressed and anxious you should be able to feel empowered to say like i'm depressed and anxious but i feel like it's shoved down our fucking throats like you know well i think too because the boomers weren't allowed to be depressed that's true like what the fuck is depression what you need to be in a white jacket in somebody's room Uh -uh -uh. go to god god i'll fix everything yes pray about it and suck it the fuck up (laughs) be depressed and still go to work god damn it and then gen z is like no and the millennials we so fucked up we just like bitch we don't should we go to therapy gen z is should like we, we what, what are taking we mental health days god damn it exactly and the millennials we just like we being it's like a tug of war mm-hmm. gen z's like come on millennials and baby boomers just like suck it the fuck up yeah and we're just like we, we, don't, we don't know which way to go like yeah, what, what should hard. we do it's and then we hard. finally go we're just like you know what this feels good but this but still go to therapy and shut the fuck up and stop whining that's literally what it is it's yeah. like there's you got these boomers on one side that are like dissociating from their bodies completely <laughs> just are. fucking hauling, therapy. hauling therapy. ass down the road to do their <laughs> shit pay their house off and get the fuck on to and who like <laughs> refuse to show up to work because their boss told them they weren't doing a good job yeah. of being productive and they're like oh, i have mental health issues now i need a mental health day exactly like- <laughs> and it's like can i just fucking be in like i don't know yeah people are just like my parents ruined my life and we're just like who cares like you had a roof over your head you had fucking food shut the fuck up and then you're just like well yeah i guess my parents did kind of mess me up a little bit (laughs) (laughs) you've got some good points there but i think i think too even with gen z and i think that's why people like the older people hate the younger people so much is because we cannot bridge that gap and it's like the the boomers i think for for generation z and the millennials we have to realize that our parents went through a lot of shit yeah i mean segregation integration you know that wasn't so far off then you had all these hippie kids that came out they're dealing with a whole ass war after effects of it still trying to be you know not considered three-fifths human and then they're trying to prepare their kids so it's just certain things that we're going to learn and that they're going to instill into us that appears toxic now because like you said we have more choices we have more 
um, more things that are out there and available to us and people are having more conversations amongst themselves but then the two the generations got to come together because i'm like my grandmother was born my mom's mom is still alive she's 97 years old born in 1924 you think she ran had complaining talking about she depressed fuck uh-huh. no she go to god and pray and call it a day okay then my mom is in her se- her early 70s so she's just like give it to god baby give it to god i think it's also all of the people now dealing with shit like why did we enslave people why have we oppressed black people for so long why are the gays hated all of the yeah. shit that now people are like well let's talk about it mm-hmm. and addressing it it's fucking depressing well that's just the way it was that's exactly. the way it was that's what we did back in the See, day and, and ain't nobody say nothing about it when you do that and close yourself off it's very easy to keep exactly. going and then you have these people here that are like no the shit's yeah. broken everything's broken but when right. you start doing that it's very easy to start dissecting everything yeah definitely and you can't do that because that's not the fucking way the world works yeah definitely i, I still think to this day gen z y'all complain too much shut the fuck the up ish- i think this all started in the 80s when that motherfucker's son got kidnapped and everyone started shutting their doors Who, and john closing walsh? their shit down. uh adam walsh adam yeah walsh. who's john walsh what the no fuck? idea is that the boy's name no mm-hmm. what was the dad's name i think adam was the boy john might have been the dad john walsh was the dad yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay when he got kidnapped and everyone started fucking freaking the fuck out and everyone started closing their doors yeah. and shutting their shit down and we've just been spiraling since there even though statistically you're more likely to get kidnapped by someone you know but whatever this is why eat that cake you're less kidnappable that's all i'm saying eat the cake truly just yeah. all that to say i'm you not a part of gen z you definitely are gen z no. you absolutely are like i mean there there are some old souls in gen z you wouldn't have tiktok part, without gen z that's we wouldn't have social media without gen z well i mean actually we, we would have social media because the millennials did that but yeah tiktok is a whole nother beast in itself like even just some of the stuff that that's on there i'm just like oh y'all need a filter thank god for these community guidelines y'all do too much like everything is everything has to be clickbait and everything has to be just yeah. something oh let me go you know bash my head into a fucking window to get some fucking likes but and that's i'm like, like the you need utmost- such validation that's the utmost form of validation but see this is why your mom this is why the boomer i keep telling you go back to the boomers the boomers have ruined everything y'all motherfuckers ain't validate y'all kids that's all you give them a hug who started participation trophies was your generation millennial yeah it was definitely millennials that's y'all absolutely and that's the reason we're in this fucking thing yeah because your parents told you ain't shit you did it good job like, but why not exactly I like, showed up. when my kids do it they're gonna feel good just oh, for yeah. showing up because millennials like again boomers they had to survive and so we were just like you know what our parents were so hard on us we're gonna give our kids a better life mm-hmm. and look at they spoiled what the asses. fuck happened Fucking hell. i'm spoiled as shit i will say it i don't think i was spoiled i think i was okay i think i had it i was my parents reared me well I think that, yes, they reared me because I'm, you know, old school. I think my dad, to a degree, gave us more than probably um, he would have. I think just because we were girls. So he was just like, listen, there are certain things that I have to teach y'all, certain things that you're not going to do. Like, my dad didn't teach us how to, like, you know, uh, change a tire. He was like, your hands not going to be getting dirty. What are you talking about even when he used to cut the grass like me being a homeowner and my you know my other sister being a homeowner well mo- all of us are homeowners anyway but cutting our own grass my dad didn't teach us that and my dad had the best grass on the block and why didn't you teach us how to cut grass? You, that's what you're supposed to do. okay but i'm not married yet so then yeah. who's gonna cut it like you know I, obviously i have a long guy now but i still can get out there and cut my grass if i need to because i cut my I grass can't. for the first three years of my house i cannot but i, I mean refuse. I like it and like to do it more in the winter time but still i think because again my dad was from the silent generation so mm-hmm. there were certain things that women just did not do and he modeled that in our home growing up my dad paid all the bills on the first of the month my dad would sit at the at the the dining room table 
And my mom would literally give him his dinner first. Everybody shut the fuck up in the house on the first. Shut the fuck up. My daddy's doing bills. We would not say nothing to that man on that day. Daddy, you need a napkin. You need some warm water. You need. It. And it was just, it was just known in our house when he sat down and he was, you know, and he did it by hand, doing all these bills. Shut the fuck up. Our house was quiet on the first. It was quiet. So and then every other, you know, day it was perfectly fine. But that was just certain things that he believed that instilled in me. And I think that's why I'm so tr traditional too, to a degree. Um, because of the things that he, his generation went through being the silent mm -hmm. generation. And then my mom was just like, just don't take no time off. I mean, if you're sick and dying, just go to work. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. It's horrible, Because it? my mom is literally the like, when I was in college there, it was raining so hard. There was a flood mm -hmm. in West Campus. And yeah. I was like, I, I, my mom called to be like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what you mean to tell you, but like, just like my PTO, you have one skip of this class. I'd already used it. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I got to go to class. I'm going to fail the class if I don't go. Yeah. And she called the fucking dean of admissions. Are you serious? She called everything she could. That's because your mom's white. It is. She That's was like, white. my daughter is being forced to go to class in the middle of a flood. The buses are flooding. The streets are flooding. And the you privilege. want her to go to class? And the I was like, fucking oh, privilege, man. thanks, mom. Still fucking had to take the oh test, but it's God. fine. But that's my, my mom is like, that's my girl and I'm a fucking... I'm a stick no, beside her. I failed a psychology class because I got stuck at the mouth of one of my professors. He thought I was talking, which I was, but I was like, you know how professors are just talking really, really fast and you're like, you can't hear or whatever. So my my friend was like, hey, what did he say? So I was repeating back. He was like, oh, young lady in the green jacket. And I was like, bruh, continue with your shit. Like, fuck you. And then people were like, of course, I was a freshman. Stupid, right? And that motherfucker failed me. <laughs> he, he failed the shit out of my ass. I still remember his name. Dr. Hamilton said, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Got four degrees on your ass, bitch. But anyway, he failed the shit out of me in psychology class. And I was like, God damn, maybe I shouldn't have did that. But yeah, um, I don't know where I was going with that story. But anyway. I lost that was a good story. Yeah. yeah, no, my mom will do some wild shit just to be like, I back my baby. Yeah, no, my mom was like, you gotta when, figure it out. When my mom had me when she got pregnant, my Nana to her was like, I raised my kids. So this on you. <laughs> and I think it just did a number on her emotionally. Yeah. So she was like, I will never. Yeah. So now I'm just a fucking. Cause even with my, even with my nephew though, like, I mean, I don't have kids yet and I do desire to have kids and my nephew, I, he's so cute. So cute. I cannot discipline him. Like I can, I can yell all day. Look, look, get, <laughs> but at the end of the day, get your way. Get, you better, get, you better dog on it. And he'd be, Auntie Monica, I'd be like, oh, what do you want? Here's your credit card. Here you go. You know, I can't, yeah. I can't discipline him. So I absolutely spoil my nephew. And I do it more so to piss my sister off. So perfectly there you fine. Go. Yeah. yeah. The more I can piss her off. And like, even when he was younger, I used to buy him stuff that made a lot of fucking noise just because. It makes me wonder how the kids of our generation will be. I say our because Horrible. I if they haven't destroyed the world already. I'm wondering. Because the boomers are destroying the world. They don't believe in climate they change. They are. They don't. I'm wondering if we'll be like. I understand and validate your emotions, but you're not allowed to deal with them in this way. So figure that out. Thank you. You're ruining my fun. Mm, I and think I'm allowed as an individual person to have my own fun and you're ruining it. So I think still because we have cultural differences, it's still going to be like, get your ass in there because I said this shit. Okay. God damn it. We don't do no time out in this house. I'm going to take a time out and whoop your ass. So yeah, I think culturally it's still going to be, um, I don't think we're going to be as strict I don't, but I do believe in, well, we ain't going to even talk about that. Anyway, that's a whole other topic because people, oh my God, you shouldn't beat your kids. Fuck you. Beat them kids. Oh, I'm only 
the way I am because my mom whooped my ass. I used to get a lot of She used to put soap in my mouth. She used to fucking spank the shit out of me. I was a horrible kid. Yeah, I, I deserved to get my ass beat. I was horrible. I, was, I had a slick mouth. I did too. I had a slick mouth. My brother was just, he had ADHD like um, like yeah. worse than I did. He was mm-hmm. a boy. He was all over the place. So he was just like, wouldn't mind. He couldn't. Yeah. But I had a slick fucking mouth. Yeah, me too. I was I was horrible. And I used to, because I, I grew up in such a strict, like, religious household like christian household like i didn't even wear pants until i was in college i didn't get my ears pierced until i was in college so you knew i was gonna try to go buck wild i didn't go too too wild because i was just like okay i still got home training bitch i can't ignore the home training but i was wrecked my mouth is just as reckless as it was i mean i just thought i I know how to i thought i was grown yeah i did too i was listen i would slit your jugular just with my words i still do that now that's why my mouth is so ruthless now yeah. yeah so i and i'm from the south they spank down here i don't that's all i have to say about I'm from that. florida they whoop your ass down there. we don't spank bitch you get your ass whooped my, all my mom had to say to me when i was little is do we need to go to the bathroom uh nope bathroom your mother gave you the luxury of choosing where she beat your ass she wasn't about to lose her fucking face in the middle of a See, at the time i was born you you didn't get you didn't go to jail for beating your kids in public See. wherever you fuck up at is where you're gonna get fucked See, up at. at the time i was born was when it was real popular for walmart cameras to be like and this woman last <laughs> night was beating her child in a walmart parking lot cbs come at your door ma'am ma'am so my mom was like your ass going to the bathroom right the fuck now and we're gonna oh talk about God. it yeah my mom used to just give us a look and she'd be i'm not gonna tell you again i'm, I'm telling you once get your mind over here I used to try. Oh my god! I used to try my mom so much. Oh Jesus! But anyway, yeah. So that's so funny. But yeah, that's. I mean, this. It's so wonderful. I think that's why we we do so well on this podcast together because we are from two different generations, yeah. but there we still collide at the same time. So, um, but that's a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, off that note of uh, Gen Z versus whatever, I'll tell you what has brought us all together and not in a good way: the crate challenge. <laughs> when I tell you. <laughs> As a therapist, especially, yo, my anxiety level when I watch that shit through the roof. All I'm thinking is like core. I hope you're squeezing your core because that's all it. You have to fucking you need your you need a small center of gravity for yeah. that top the tallest one. Yeah, and only if you crunch and get your core tight are you gonna do it. But I just falling is not a natural feeling. No. The older I get, I fell what last November when I fucked up my knee. I fell at Thanksgiving drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. The feeling of falling the older you get is worse and worse and worse it's it not ain't even, right it's not even the injuries for me it's the fact that we ain't got no beds also in the hospital where the fuck are they getting these crates from for real i've never i haven't seen time, milk crate, that many milk crates ever the only time you see milk crates is when somebody's at a raggedy ass gas station and old geezers are just sitting outside yeah. or at the laundromat or something like that something but wild i'm but just like, like walmart out here selling milk crates like that and i'm just like you got the old you got gen z that's out there doing it millennials gen x the goddamn baby movers people I'm like, doing boomers. it in heels i'm like what the fuck are y'all doing do you want to die y'all about to did make you see that meme so rich that meme that was like this is how you got to get on the spirit planes now and it was a fucking great challenge listen they spirit is horrible allegedly dude it's the getting down for me like i think i could get up but once i I get to that tallest one i'm stuck but i I believe it's then it's stuck but no them bitches coming down hard i i honestly believe that gen z created this challenge to wipe out the baby (laughs) boom this is this is very reminiscent of the like the cinnamon challenge the condom challenge all those dumb shit 
challenges dumb. that were going around. Everyone was doing them and they were fucking stupid. It's just, listen, we don't, We just told y'all the hospitals ain't got no beds. They do, truly. They, they don't have no beds. We have, they're literally turning beds that aren't supposed to be beds into beds. Exactly. So stop being stupid, please. Good or God be like almighty. the girl I saw that was doing the crate challenge with a fucking um, inflatable mattress right next to it. She knew the assignment. She knew. If you have to put an inflatable mattress, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Pops. Yeah. That's oh my God. People are so stupid. Please stop doing that. Stop climbing up crates. You're gonna die. Ugh. Anyway, uh, last couple of things that we're gonna talk about. Uh Nabisco. But you know what? Hold on. Let me let me see how much Nabisco, how many different things Nabisco has. A billion. They have Oreos, they have Ritz crackers, they have um is it Teddy Grahams? Is Teddy Grahams Nabisco? Uh, yeah, that's te- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I so know my fucking Nabisco, snacks, um, people. So if you didn't know, uh, Nabisco workers, okay, Nabisco, the people who make Oreos, they're actually, their workers are on strike. Um, and the reason why they're on strike is because they are claiming or alleging that their work conditions are very horrible. And so they have, you know, we not, I, I'm, I'm fearful that we're not going to get our Oreos. That's the thing. Um, and they're actually uh, on strike over five states and... Um, Cheese. Here's my question Ritz for you. Crackers is Nabisco. I didn't yes, know that. That's what I said. Shit. Cheese nips or cheese its. What are just you? Just Ritz crack. Say it again. Cheese nips or cheese its. Where do you stand? Peanut butter or the cheese. Those are Ritz, but we'll let that go. Cheese. Say it again. Cheese. <laughs> cheese its or cheese nips. The oh, orange. cheese its. Cheese its. Cheese nips are trash. Yeah, they're okay. trash. Cheese Ugh. nips are like Nabisco, and versions. those can Blah. go. Yeah, we're done with that. Definitely. So yeah, they're they're still on strike. They're still on fucking strike. Her work it's apparently in uh, Chicago, Portland, Richmond, Virginia, Colorado. Um, and there's one other place. Uh, yeah, they're still on strike for the working conditions. So I should they, buy they have my Oreos now, huh? You better go, better go get oh, them. Oh, we don't fuck with unions down here. Oh, because it's Texas. You're in your own country. It's yeah. We say, oh, you want rights? Mm-mm. My body, my rights. <laughs> I'm going to make that into a sound bite. <laughs> my body, my rights. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, what's been going on with OnlyFans? Then, I, know, I mean, we talked well, about it before, Remember that but. time that OnlyFans was like, oh, you want to make money off your body? Eh. Not gonna we want investors. They fucking walked that shit right back. Yeah. The internet, man. Gens, it's the internet. Cancel culture, the internet. Gen Z got sex workers their rights back on OnlyFans. So. That's crazy. Props to them. That's insane. Well, last thing we want to talk about. So, okay. Off the backs of unions and all that kind of stuff. Prison. Dylan Roof. Prison talk? No, not prison. Well, I, I guess kind of technically. Um, so you remember Dylan Roof, who was the piece of shit guy who um, killed nine uh, churchgoers in South Carolina yes, a couple years ago? Yes, the Charleston Nine. He, the much. scary looking boy? Yes, who they took the Burger King after he killed all those black people. Uh-huh. Fucking piece of shit. Anyway, so I guess they, his lawyers tried to appeal the death, the death sentence or the death penalty for the him. penalty. <laughs> I was trying to talk more properly than what I wanted to at the time. Anyway, so they the courts actually upheld it and um, he will be facing the death penalty. What are your thoughts on capital punishment? Do you agree with the capital punishment or no? Here's my thing. As a Gen Zer, I'm from Texas. Ooh. I am no stranger to the death penalty. Don't you also do electric chair here? We do a lot of fucked up shit here. Oof, Jesus. We Lord. say you take eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. All up in Texas. Would I personally like to be the one making that decision? Absolutely not. Do I think that I could personally say, yes, take this man's life? Absolutely not. Do you think it should be stipulations depending on the crime that you commit? I just know that there are some crimes that are fucking unforgivable like what give me one fucking trying me on a thursday i hate you <laughs> I fucking hate um you. like murder and rape 
and um, pedophilia, pedophilia mm-hmm. right? Like there's shit that I know that even if you're not in the right state of mind, it doesn't justify the mental, physical harm you can do to someone else, right? And their family. Yeah. And the detriment. That I also behind. don't know that it's well within my rights to call whether or not someone else should lose their life. Yeah. Um, I used to be for the death penalty and I'm like, kill them all. Um, Cause I'm from Florida anyway. But I just feel like when it, it should be stipulations to it, but I feel like if you kill someone's family member, that family member should have the right to, to take 30 minutes to do with you what they will. And if you die, you die. I think you should always be able to have revenge. In certain I just situations. think some people do crazy shit knowing that they could die doing it or they'll get the death penalty so they and die. i feel like it's a swift yeah punishment and i feel like they should live the rest of their life with what the fuck they've done yeah i don't know that i'm for or against the death penalty i just know that personally i would not t- like to make that decision for someone else no like, i would i would not be, want to be the person that as administering the drugs no, to kill them. yeah that's, that's traumatizing or even like if i'm on a jury of people i that shit doesn't sit well with me. So I guess that means I'm against the death penalty, right? I, yeah. That shit doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. I also have never had, like, I've never been in a situation close and personally where I've, like, I haven't had a family member who's been hurt by someone who's up for the death penalty. I've never yeah. been related. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like it's a very different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my Gen Z opinion. I guess I'm against it. But I also don't have strong feelings, like... You don't have finite feelings. I don't have finite feelings yeah. for or against it. You can't as even long get a as- tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know what my tattoo's gonna be. I don't know if you should kill him today. He might be sorry tomorrow. Oh, that's what I'm fucking saying. You're telling me that I have to decide whether this motherfucker lives or dies. What if he yes. finds Jesus in jail next week and that would have saved he your gonna, fucking soul? He gonna meet Jesus real soon too. <laughs> I think that's what it is for me. I refuse to make a fucking decision to save my life and the idea that something, like we can make a decision today that in someone's life yeah i'm just like gee that's a lot to fucking put on somebody some people find it very easy (laughs) (laughs) so i guess i personally am against the death penalty for me yeah but much like abortion i'm not gonna put that on anyone else yeah that's their right i just feel like whoever the the person that you did whatever crime to be on to be on death row the family members of that person or that person those people should be able to seek have revenge on you before you leave this earth i just believe that yeah that's fucking sticky dude not for texas <laughs> not for no yeah <laughs> for my, i have very firm belief that my state will fucking execute you like no I th- does texas still do the electric chair i know i think we do lethal injection do we still or do we do maybe that's Mississippi. do we just line them up and fucking got got no i don't think they would let you do that hey siri does Texas still use the electric chair? Probably. That's some fucking Green Mile shit. Okay. I found this on the web for does Texas still use the electric chair? Check it out. Um, the electric It's probably chair. Mississippi. Oh my God. The elect. Hold on. This was an article written in 2019. While lethal injection remains the primary method of execution for the federal government, the states where the death penalty remains active, there are alternative alternate methods that have been used within the last decade or so that means yes can you request how you die so Mm -hmm. lethal injection is the primary means in texas the electric chair is an alternative means in alabama 
please listen to these states. Uh, all, all the South. Already Yo, know. please. Okay, ready? So the electric chair is an alternative method of execution in nine states. Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, well, yep. Kentucky, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. The Not gas surprised. chamber is an alternative method of execution yes. in Alabama. Alabama said, we'll fucking just kill you. Alabama. However you want to go, you're fucking going. I bet you Mississippi on that too for yep. that. Alabama, God Arizona, dang. California, which is surprising. Wow. Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. Hanging is allowed as an alternative method of execution in New Hampshire and Washington. What the fuck? Firing squad in Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah. Shit. I'm over to New York. God damn. I'm over to Canada. Texas is crazy, but we will only use lethal injection. Mississippi and Alabama are crazy. God damn. Do not fuck up. Do not fuck up in Mississippi. Or Alabama either. Get your ass hanged in Washington. Damn. Gee whiz. My, yeah. Lord, my Lord God from Zion. My and you Lord. know what? It probably was Green Mile. Did you watch Green Mile? I love that movie. See, I just know that sometimes... Michael Duncan. Oh, God, I love Here's him. my thing. I listen Recipes. to a lot of true, true crime. Yeah. I love Green Mile. I know that even when shit looks one way, mm-hmm. there's like a very small sliver of... Yeah chance that it could be another way mm-hmm. and i just don't think i should fucking bet someone's life on that fucking you know what i mean yeah i think too sometimes maybe you have to look at because i like even for um you remember uh tukey williams he was the crip that got the death penalty a few years ago uh or some years ago but he had reformed and like changed his life and he was mm-hmm. working with other gang you know related uh affiliations to try to change people's minds and blah 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 but he had already done his dirt right but he was clearly a very reforming he was even nominated for like a nobel peace prize or some shit anyway but i think too you have to to a certain degree i think it's normal to look at the way people grew up and that led them to this life of whatever you know and it's like people some people had they come from a really hard life and they never stood a chance at mm-hmm. any real um level of progression as a you know as a as a productive citizen of society and i think you know sometimes you're a lot of times your environment creates you to who you are and right. you you, you, and you don't have a choice in that you don't have a choice you really don't have a choice like i mean even i was re- I, I listened to i because i'm obsessed with her miss pat right from the bat down and you know comedian miss pat anyway i had already bought her book and read the book front to back in two days right and i was like wow i still got it i still got it i still can read a book really fast anyway then i went and purchased the audio book because she says it in her voice which is hilarious because she be you mean you can tell she's trying to concentrate on saying the words right but anyway (laughs) but when i listen to it and you can hear the emotion behind her reading it and i'm like this lady had every reason to sell fucking crack Mm -hmm. her mother didn't give a shit about her this girl was 12 years old and pregnant or had a baby at 13 that's why i'm like it's the system that needs to be reformed like these little fucking petty crimes we do not need to throw your ass in jail right no we the only people who need to be in jail are these big crimes where it's like listen what you did was egregious and fucked up and you cannot operate in society with normal people right but you gotta live the fucking here yeah. and we're just gonna keep you in here because <laughs> you gotta live the fucking <laughs> <laughs> like i just it's there's people don't just wake up i won't say people i will say some people just don't a wake large up and, majority of people don't just wake up and do some fucking crazy no, shit. no they don't they it really has been don't. years of things are trauma. like trauma and things that are fucking nurtured yes. in them or the way they've run up their environment like psychological and genetic things they mm-hmm. don't have any control over 
that take root and cause them to do awful yeah. things. I don't think that people, you know, that's not obviously certain, like, you know, you have to have some sense of right and wrong and you mm-hmm. know what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. But And then the boomers are like, you, you ain't see me blow up no church. I, I've been going through this shit all my life and I ain't did it. True. Look, look at your fucking kids. Like True. you, you are crazy. You created this monster now because Dude. you didn't address your own bullshit. But yeah, just, she, the more stories I listen to and watch where it was like, these they had this this and this evidence and then wasn't that but we're gonna send his ass to fucking jail or we're yeah. gonna kill him and i just like i don't want to live with that shit like i then when they kill the wrong people yeah when they kill the wrong people or you put yeah. these people like i don't know at least if you're living in jail there's a chance for your shit to be corrected and you'll True. still be fucked up but you can get out yeah i don't know how people deal with the fact that like i i raised my hand when they said death penalty for a yes and your ass ends up being innocent later like mm-hmm. i know yeah also that's not your fucking a lot of times it's not your fucking fault sometimes sometimes i mean some people are fucking crazy even with listen and i am by no means pedophilia is a different situation that's a different it is a a different situation but a lot of those people were abused themselves right for a long time so some of them some of them were abused but some of them have mental health issues that were not addressed when they first exhibited the signs of something being wrong that's what i'm saying so like you're telling me that this person is more at fault than the people around them who saw these things and didn't say anything who saw these things and let them happen who did these things to them yeah i think it's the continued behavior though it's like for pedophilia you do it once maybe you can be forgiven to a degree if you you know take the steps to to get counseling and therapy or get on medication depending on what's going on with you and whatever your issue is but it is the continued behavior that doesn't get addressed and you're just like oh, okay well i i have no consequence so i'm gonna keep doing it and so th- i think that's the, yeah. the one of the biggest problems i'm I, also the girl who f- like loves the freaking psychopath in every movie i'm like well he's a good person well yeah so, you keep inviting your fucking uber drivers out for drinks so clearly because they're good people listen, if you get fucking kidnapped they bitch, just know if i fall in love with listen, an uber driver he bit his nails off and stuck them in my drink and it's blood magic Listen, just know that you if you get kidnapped motherfucker i'm gonna find you and we're gonna finish this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like please sir i have a podcast to yeah, record we already got listen we almost a year in fuck no i'm not finding another co-host yeah I'm, no. I'm i'm less kidnapped you're my liam neeson for sure no i'm not breaking no i'm not coming to find you come on i'm gonna tell the police and the news i'm gonna be on the news like sweet bro i told her stupid ass to stop inviting <laughs> these people everywhere and she did it anyway but do you know where she at Mm-mm. but i know she better be here on sunday just, when we record <laughs> i love a good story that's the issue you, they'll probably send you back probably i'll have like, an asthma so, attack tell me about your life how many siblings do you have <laughs> be like, bitch shut the fuck you'll be like well, let's just talk about it be like, like, you know what Oof. i don't want to kidnap you anymore let me just take I'm you like back. you're a sagittarius aren't you you're like you're trying to run away with me <gasps> you kidnapped me? I'm like, yeah you would definitely enjoy he kidnapped that. me because he loves me yeah he, you would think yeah you would definitely enjoy that y'all be like fucking 50 shades of gray or some shit yeah. Oof, god god willing um <laughs> speaking of crazy stories have you watched anything good lately um, I did see uh, what's the, I'm almost done with um, clickbait on Netflix. Oh, I've seen it but not seen it. You know what I mean? It's it, it's okay. I did see another movie. Um, it was stupid. I don't even want to say what it was because I can't even remember. But it was a waste of time. But I've again just been watching Miss Pat. Honestly, okay, that shit is funny. I started um, He's All That, which is the remake of She's All That, oh. because I wanted to see if Addison Rae was actually a good actress. Mm, gotcha. Because I was on the fence i was like she's a tiktoker who got famous off of stealing black girls dances so i don't have a lot so of why are you supporting her i'm not i only watch half of it oh okay. she won't get my stream you're um, gonna watch 58 percent of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she does you know how act, some acting seems realistic and some acting seems like you're reading off of a card and yeah. you're the director of rehab um 
I'm leaving it in. Leaving it in. Like your robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she seems very natural. Mm-hmm. Like on the on the faker side of natural, but like she's got potential. I yeah. will give her that. So yeah. I haven't finished it, but that's what I've been up to. I have seen a lot of good things about Candyman. Have you seen any of the previews for that? Do you even remember Candyman? So I do, but I never watched it because it fucked me up. Like Girl, just the idea of no, it. No, I'm not watching it. Listen, millennials. Gen X, we're not watching that shit. That's gonna be for y'all because see, y'all gonna be doing these goddamn Candyman challenges and be saying their motherfucking name in the mirror. That scary face lady challenge that people were sending around on Facebook years ago. No, it was I'm some a scary lady. No, nope. okay, probably not. No, Candy. Listen, let me tell you. Here's here's the moral of the lesson about Candyman. Leave him alone. There's no reason for you to keep this man's name in your mouth. There's no reason. Don't say his name. It's a re- like real PTSD. Okay. Don't fucking say that man's name. Don't. Uh, my favorite is that it's like black people being fucking <laughs> like Listen, no one's gonna summon the fucking candy it's man. A, it's no a black prime person's gonna summon the Example of minding your business. This man don't bother nobody. He got a hook on one hand, but then they did tell the story about him how he got like that, and I was like, oh, I feel so bad for him. But people keep bothering him. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just don't don't say don't say his name. If you know the man has issues, leave him alone. Leave, leave don't him alone. say his name. No, once maybe twice, but not five. Keep no, not five times in a row in a mirror in the dark. What's wrong with you? You want to die? I don't fuck with mirrors in the dark. No, listen. I saw yo, no. dude. Because when no. I think of mirrors in the dark, for some reason, I think about us. Like oh, seeing yeah. my reflection, like seeing it move, and I'm not moving. Oh, that movie kind of freaked me out a little bit. That movie that was tethered. Insane. I was gonna there, but Jordan you Peele you is tethered? a deeply disturbed individual. He need to sit on somebody's couch because that that movie that came about it, and then the other one that he had, um, that he was supposed to be coming out with, not uh, what was the name of it? It was another movie that he was supposed to be coming out with, but then the pandemic happened and he pulled it. Um, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, yeah, it's still. Just well, he's dark. on the Candyman, so you know it's gonna be fucked up. I'm not watching it. I I watched Candyman as a child when I should not have watched that shit. And it scarred me for life. Do not. No, absolutely not. Not going to do it. That's a no from you. Mm -hmm. I started watching Gossip Girl. The new. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? No. Chick flick. Bitch. Gossip Girl was my shit. Was I too young to be watching it? Probably. But I literally every I think it was Wednesdays it came on. I was there in it. So I'm watching the remake. It is the most you would hate it. It's Gen Z to its core yeah it's like the gen oh. z-est gen z thing you know i did watch this movie with um jason momoa is that how you say his name yeah um, apple tv on no, no no on netflix uh let me see it was oh, uh, what was it called it was called um i remember seeing it but i didn't see it damn it it was the one he just did on it was he has a daughter and um damn it what is it called um, sweet girl it's called sweet girl um that was actually pretty good it was it was a big twist at the end it that i was like what the fuck what whoa it was that was actually re- really good it's called sweet girl speaking of jason momoa sorry last thing have we talked about how channing tatum and uh zoe kravitz are dating <gasps> that's a cute couple is that not the most unexpected but like fucking lovable I mean, couple she kind of liked him and his ex-wife together they were i did love cute. them and i loved how they were in step up together yeah. um but she seems very happy with her new mans and the baby yeah but he they are soup him and zoe kravitz are I love super that. fucking cute, cute together that's a cute, that's and a cute couple. they're thought and bopping around town why are you telling me something about that bitch ass kendall jenner or whatever uh kendall is out with kevin booker out out for real with kevin booker who the hell is that is that his name kevin booker? travis scott no, you're talking about Kylie Jenner. Who did I say? Kendall. Sorry, not Kendall. Kylie, the one that's pregnant. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> Kylie's pregnant. Um, yeah, people have confirmed. 
There are fucking internet sleuths who were like the last time she was, because you know how they post all the fucking time. So there's yeah. people all, that everyone now is like dissecting every post and they're like, these are all old pictures. You can tell by her nail polish. She's only taking pictures who above the, f- the tits. Like, well, who, come on. I'm like, let this woman, the best thing That's she ever did for herself was hide her fucking pregnancy that yes, whole time. Because they probably would have stressed her and caused her to have a miscarriage. She wanted to go thon bop in Houston with her baby daddy and his black ass family, which she deserved to. She wanted to hide in Calabasas and the hills and do all and you deserve to when you're pregnant do what the fuck you want too much exposure don't have no filter this is why this is exactly why celebrities hide their pregnancies because y'all will drive these people into miscarriages it's literally stressful as fuck i couldn't imagine like she you gain weight and everyone has something to say about it or what kind of mom you're gonna be or your baby daddy and all that you can't even carry life that's why i love like uh cardi b and the way she is so very open with her pregnancies and she's just like listen fuck y'all i'm done like I, I, I'm not gonna put on no makeup. She's from New York. Very true. So you expect it out of her. Love that for her. But yeah, I love the realness. But yeah, anything else we need to talk about before we go? Um, the only thing I'll say, rehab corner wise, is there's nothing I love about my job more than having to wipe someone's ass as there's corn filled shit leaving their butthole. <laughs> okay. So that's my favorite part of my job, everyone. I know you were wondering, and I love it even more when you save your shit until I come in because you don't want to get up with therapy and you think if you shit the bed that I won't get your ass up to a chair. Yeah, I will. You're gonna get your shitty ass up to a chair, and, I then, and then you're will. gonna we're gonna make you stand and then get wipe you cleaned it. up. Yeah, I'm not rolling you back and forth, motherfucker. You're no. standing so I can wipe your ass. Nope, and you're gonna sit right in that shit. Until and I'm using the, the cold wipes because you pissed me off. Exactly. She wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. No. I'll still use warm wipes, but. All right. Well, any messages for the people for this week? No, I want everyone to have a good week. Not better than mine, but still good. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. You deserve it, everyone. Go out I there. sound like a man today. I don't know why. <laughs> Je- I just, Jesus. I mean, good morning to you. Good God Almighty. My register is whoo. Anyway. I like it. Speaks to my soul. No. Trying to get a husband. You sound like Barry Manilow. Manilow or Barry, Barry White? White. That, that was your 58% coming out. G- Barry Manilow? It's oh too many my berries. God. I cannot. There's only one Barry White. My fur, my, my love, my, my everything. everything. Doom, 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 doom. All right, y'all. Have a great week. We'll see y'all next time. Do I? Do I? Do I? You know, we play that in the band. In high school, oh, can I just tell you when I when I when you talk about band in high school, I just see like I did not play the flute. I was down here. I'm sorry. Sorry, replay. This is me. This is me sorry. down here, down here, down here. Uh huh. Clarinet. Do you Listen, still have was, a clarinet? I do. It's still. Uh, it's at my mom's house. My mom and dad's house. I, stole I would it from love high for you to play it. No, I stole it from high school because uh, I I was in the band at, at at family. I wasn't in the band. I was going out for the band. There's a difference. I did not cross. Anyway, um, so yeah, I there's a difference. She quit. I quit. I was like, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna get drunk with friends. Hell yeah. yeah, I sure did. And I don't regret it. But um, yeah, that was it. So funny. I was a I was an amazing. I need a picture. Can we post a picture of you playing clarinet? Yeah, yeah, you can. I think I still do have. a I picture. played the handbells in eighth grade. That was all I got. Not even the recorder? Wow. No, at church. You're playing the handbells. Oh, yeah. You the were big fat ones. Bang. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right, y'all. We keep trying to end this podcast. Okay, yeah. All goodbye, right, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off every Tuesday where new episodes are released. <laughs>